Welcome to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. We are a collective whose mission is to bring hope and dignity through dance. We believe art shapes culture and want to steward our gifts with wisdom and excellence to point people to Jesus. From hosting festivals and live performances to producing multimedia content to serving internationally, we seek to foster community among dance artists. We'd love to meet you and connect on our social media platforms at Bluebird Uncaged. But until then, enjoy today's episode. Welcome, Dar. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so Darvinsky and I met, okay, I think we have two different stories about how we met. Um, I remember him loading in um, things for another show in a par- and meeting him in the parking lot. But Darvinsky, when do you remember meeting me? <laughs> I remember meeting you actually uh, at a summer intensive uh, with Fly, mm-hmm. um, and and then after that you came to one of my hip hop classes, yes, like contemporary <laughs> hip hop classes. And you're like, yeah, I just want to, I just want to take your class and see how it goes. And you, yeah, it was great. It was cool. <laughs> yes, yeah. I I think if you guys dig hard enough, you'll be able to find a video of that on Instagram. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Darvinsky is actually our first, well, he's our first male to have on the podcast. I'm excited about that. But Mm. also the, um, first answer that I think you would say you're, you were, you're not a classical ballet dancer. You would definitely have the training, but I don't think you would put yourself in that category. Would you? Yeah, I wouldn't, I would not. (laughs) So what would you say, what kind of dancer would you say you are? Um, I've been I've been working really hard to like to to I not necessarily put myself in a box but I would I would definitely say I fall under contemporary the like because it's the most broad it's like the most it's the style where I feel like I can I can throw in whatever I want um and like have my own voice in so I like for me my the style that fits me the best is the style that I feel like I could speak or like say what I want to say so which I would say contemporary for the most part yeah yeah but you definitely have the ballet training like you I think yeah. that um sometimes people write ballet off as too hard but it's okay yeah. <laughs> and I know it's hard yeah. try to fake it <laughs> so to start off um Dar, what is the craziest costume you have ever worn Oh, craziest costume. Okay, so craziest costume I ever worn was actually, it was my senior of college. I did a solo um, for this choreographer and I had to wear a train, like a train, like a long skirt. It was like the really long train. It was red and I had like, I was no shirt. I had on really, really short shorts and a train that attached to my hips. And it was like, took up half the stage it was a really <laughs> long and then I would run it would turn into like a very like you know those little big old blankets that kids used to play oh, with yeah. it would turn into that so it was like a really long train I had to do a solo in and I like yeah it was it was it was really cool but it was it was crazy because like I was wearing a train like <laughs> yeah I would like trip over it and but yeah I think that I think that goes down for the, the craziest yeah class. usually guys don't have to wear I mean, like, usually for guys, we usually just wear 
booty shorts or shorts. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's not, it's, we usually, or, or growing up in my studio, they'll be like, just bring what you have for the guys. <laughs> we never would get the cool costume. Aww. Book. <laughs> But, you didn't get get to be a fish or wear a uh, no. head or something. <laughs> Never that. So yeah. let's talk about your your um, dance journey. Like how and why did you start dancing? Man, so so I started dancing pretty late for the most part in my life. Uh, it was kind of like this transitional period from eighth grade to ninth grade where I was in band in middle school and I, I played the trumpet and going into high school, I knew I didn't want to play the trumpet. I had to find something new. So I just kind of like thought, I was like, okay, what can I do or pick up? Um, yeah, what can I pick up? So I just <laughs> went down the list and I was like, I dance sometimes, shoulder shrug, like at <laughs> no, parties. No, 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 you dance in like the bathroom. <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like all throughout middle school I was in a I was in a dance crew like and we were like wake up early in the morning at like 5 30 and go in the bathroom where nobody was in school just to <laughs> dance and I love that so I was like maybe I could actually get some training but um that didn't happen until I was actually dancing at church I would all the time the, the in my the middle school ministry the uh youth pastor would be like he would always have me dance to try to get kids to think like, oh, this is such a cool place. Like it is a cool place, but he'll always be like, darn, you have to dance. You have to dance. Like these kids will think you're so cool. So every single, like all, every second he got where it was like a new group of kids, I would be like busting out like the, like footwork. Like I would, like, I would be like just going off. And there's this mom there that every time she would see me dance, she would always come to me. She was like, Hey, like, I think you actually have something going. Like you're actually like, I see something there. Like there's some talent there. Like there's a studio that's offering um, master, I mean, uh, scholarships to guys um, to go to the studio. And I was like, no, I'm not wearing tights. <laughs> I'm not doing ballet. You can forget about it. No, thank you. And then I, I did it again. I was dancing at the church and she came to me. Like, she was like, listen, here's the number. Go to it now because don't you like put this to waste. And I just like, I guess I'll give it a shot. And then I sat down, I went and then the owner sat me down. I was like, hey, so we're giving like guys scholarships, but here's the deal. You have to take every single style and do everything. You have to be here every day. So I was like, shoulder shrug, let's do it. <laughs> and then that's when I met Christian Clark for the first time. He was my first ballet teacher. Um, and then that was, it was, yeah. Then from there, I just kept coming. Yeah, cool. So you mentioned yeah. the church. Um, tell us a little bit about, about your Jesus journey and then maybe mm -hmm. how um, how faith and dance intersected for you up to this point. Um, well, when I started, it all kind of happened at different times. Like I always, my family's really, like always been in the church. Um, like my parents are strong Jesus followers. I, I can't even think of a time where like my parents like weren't following Jesus with all of their hearts and souls. It's, it's really hard for me to see that. But um, I, I knew there was going to be a point in time where I had to, you know, make a decision on my own. My parents would always bring me and I didn't mind it. Like to church, I would, I've connected. I was like, wow, I knew what was happening, I, I would say. But I guess the first time I realized, I truly like thought about like, wait a minute, 
like Jesus was a real person and he actually like died. That didn't happen. That didn't, that didn't happen for me till like my junior year of college. Like, um, cause all through high school, I was just like learning how to dance. Like, um, I knew I was a Christian, but I didn't really know why. I just knew my family was, that's what they were and it worked for them and they were great people. Um, but if somebody was to ask me, like, how do I get to heaven? I wouldn't, I wouldn't really know how to answer that question. So I knew, um, like later on in my life, I just dug for answers. I, I was just, I got questioned on why I was a Christian and I couldn't answer. And I felt like horrible. I was just like, I, I was claiming I was something, but I um, didn't know why I was that. So then junior year of college, I went searching for answers of, you know, what's the truth and why is this the truth? And that's when it clicked for me. And then that's when I started to want to involve everything I, I was doing, like um, related to Christ. Now, does it mean every single video I do or every single combo I do is going to be like a Christian song? No, but I always, anytime I have like a platform or anytime I um, like, anytime I'm around people who don't necessarily believe in what I do, I always like engage in a conversation with them. And if like, um, I always, ever since I did y'all's rehearsal and y'all would like start off with prayer, I now that's what I do. I like say a nice little prayer before I choreograph or before I work with a group of people. And for them, it's like, it's really new. Um, but yeah, now I'm just trying different ways to implement it in spaces that don't necessarily like believe in, you know. Yeah, I think you you are a, you are so good at relating to people from all over, from all different backgrounds. Like I've watched you do that, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, you inspire me to to be oh, just be a good friend. Like you are a really good friend to everyone that you meet. <laughs> but um, so, why did you choose to dance? Did you choose to dance in college? Like, tell us about your degree. Yeah. Um senior year of high school I had a I had like I mean I was dancing like almost every day I was giving it my all um I actually got into Alvin Ailey like the Ailey school my senior year of high school and uh I was really pushing to do that but again I just felt like I was like a, a black African-American dancer and so everybody was telling me oh dance with Alvin Ailey dance with Alvin Ailey because it was just like a I guess the typical journey and so I just thought that was just what I was supposed to do. So I um, I got into that school, but I didn't go because of finances. I was like, wait a minute, living in New York is actually not expensive. <laughs> and so I was like, what are my other options? So then I like, I like uh, auditioned for like Bernal, Valdosta, Kennesaw, and I didn't go to Kennesaw um, until I didn't I didn't choose Kennesaw until literally the last audition I went, and um, I was able to get it, and I saw the them perform and I was like this is where I literally need to be it's like I tried to go so far from home but then I realized that even like the local places around me I haven't fully like discovered or experienced yet but I was already so quick to like leave mm -hmm. where I was so um so yeah I think I answered that question I think yeah. you asked me why I started to dance <laughs> yeah yeah so you have your degree in dance now and then yeah. talk about dancing professionally like did you start to get jobs as you were in college or um and also the types of different types of jobs because so we're talking about a lot of non-traditional career paths so what what has your professional life 
looked like after we did all this training. I feel like sometimes dancers, they're like, oh, there's like a clear line between student and professional. But for me, that didn't happen. I was getting some professional jobs while I was still training. Um, yeah. So like, tell us about your journey in that way. Yeah, uh, I definitely think that um, during my college uh, like uh, journey, I was constantly like, um, I knew that my my professional career wasn't just gonna just gonna be like somebody's gonna hand me a certificate. I'm like I'm officially a professional. I knew right. it would be something that's very gradual. So even right off the bat, my freshman, I think the summer of my freshman year of college, leading up to my sophomore year, I I like danced for Gotta Dance Contemporary mm-hmm. um, with Rachel. That was like my first professional job because I like I got paid to do it, and that was like the most fun I've had dancing in a while because I was like dancing with like a lot of people people who are a lot older than me I was getting paid to dance it was during the summer it's just I just couldn't beat it um yeah and also I I just wasn't dancing only at the time I also was able to pick up videography and photography as well so I like was making money doing videography photography on the side um yeah and I was teaching as well and then I'd never got any like choreographing gigs where I got paid for that, but I was also doing that as well. So I was just basically taking all of these creative like skills and, and just trying to, and I'd like watering like little plants for each of them. And then um, by the time of, towards the end of college, people would ask me to like, now I was getting paid to choreograph and now I was getting asked to dance and also do photos and also do videos. So it was just like, um, I feel like throughout my college career I was like watering these little plants and then towards the end if I like water water them correctly like aka built the right connections then I was then offered or being recognized for xyz but it all never came all like you know like all of a sudden or like it never came night and day it was always so gradual it was like I was doing something forgot I did it and then years later I'm like oh snap I I did do that and that person like (laughs) you know ask me to do it again and yeah yeah I think that's a really good example too of just being faithful with what you have and um my god gives us many different gifts and I think sometimes we might focus on one gift be like oh I need to be really good at just this one but we can we can cultivate different gifts at the same time and just be faithful with each little tiny opportunity and we never know where it will go I mean I know that my life but also speaking to that your story you're thinking about like the community around you and um just keeping those relationships instead of you know burning bridges or just you know being what kind of person do you want to be to work with like if I hired you what kind of person would you want to be (laughs) yeah Wait, was that a question you're asking me? Yeah, like so. Tell oh, me. Oh, I thought I thought you were I thought you were saying like that's how you approach like um like you know a company or a rehearsal. It's like what type do am I like like the golden rule? Like am I yeah. the person that they want to hire? Um, right. I mean, I well, like so your question is what type of person would I want to be if, in a process? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Every process that I try and go to, I always try to make it as fun as possible because you never know when you will like your last time performing or dancing. So I just try to 
keep it as fun and bring as much energy. Um, in the past, when I would do processes, I feel like I would think that, okay, it's the choreographer, they're coming in, they're setting work on me, and I'm, that's what I got to do. But really slowly, I've learned that my energy and what I bring, like your, your kindness, your uh, like, um, what is it called? Being present in the process, feel like willing to like throw ideas. Like, I think that's what, like, that's what I try to bring in a process. Like when I work choreographers, I, I try to have a voice in, in whatever they're doing. So that way it's not just, um, just them giving you moves and you're just doing them. Um, and it doesn't, not every choreographer works like that. There's choreographers that they come in set and it's like, you just do what you got to do, but it's nice to like, it's nice when you are asked like, Hey, what do you think we should do after this? And then you like, you know, kind of collaborate with, you know, the creator. So, um, so yeah, just bringing just energy, energy is everything. I've, I've been, uh, I've been going, I want to get a t-shirt that says Jesus and Celsius because before, (laughs) (laughs) because before each like process or every time I'm like having to choreograph and I know it's going to be a long night, I say a prayer I drink a Celsius and I'm like pump the best 30 <laughs> minutes of choreography I could ever pump out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really so good attitude to have like also like humility and seeing the people in the studio that you're with as also image bearers of God and then yeah. um, then always bringing your your best like always giving full effort like God calls us to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength and I think that that's yeah. actually like dance is one of, I don't know, in my opinion, dance is one of the easiest ways to do that because you are literally giving your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength in one whole project. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about what are some projects that you have worked on recently? Besides, oh, she, he danced with us in January. You probably saw him. In- <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually did my I actually started a company um, maybe last year, last year, uh, and it's it's called Sequence One. And basically what I'm targeting is college alumni because um, throughout my college journey, I made a lot of alumni who graduate and they just start working regular jobs like they don't dance anymore. And they're all really, really talented. Um, and so I kind of created this company where I get to work with alumni. But in March, I actually... Um, had my first show down in Serenby. Um, and I, yeah, that's, that took up most of my life, most of my time. Um, I, I co-choreographed a show with my, one of my really good friends, Bree Sterling. And um, yeah, I did this, it was a 40 minute duet. Wow. So it was, um, yeah, it was a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, time in the studio yeah. <laughs> trying to, um, you know, make it make sense. Um, but yeah, that took a lot of my time. Did the whole show, learned a lot about how community is important, honestly, because it's like, you can't really do much by yourself as much as you want to be like, oh, I'm doing this myself. I'm independent. But the reality is like, you need like support. Um, Cause there are days where I would be like, I would be building the stage, making, making sure sound works. Cause it was outdoors as well. I should probably mention that it was outdoors. So there was a lot of outside elements so every time the we were rehearsed, we would have to unpack the like the sound and like take everything apart. And I've never done sound before. So I was like <laughs> literally first timing it, just going based off what the guy told me. Um, YouTube videos. <laughs> YouTube videos. 
<laughs> and it was to the point where I was so focused, like I was doing so much production things, but I also had to be a dancer. But then I also had to be a person, AKA eat food. So my, <laughs> my best friend, Bree would be like, she was like, I'm just honestly trying to make sure you're eating at this point because you're not even, because I would be like bouncing from one place, answering like phone calls, making sure that this is working out, making sure that the chairs are, it was just a lot. And then after doing all of that, had to make like switch to like dancer mode yeah I remember the first time I like ran the show it was like the worst time I ever did it ever and I felt so, the whole ride home I was like yelling at God I was like why did you make me do this like this is gonna be the He's worst like, thing well, I, ever I didn't did. need for you to do it all you were supposed to ask for help <laughs> exactly exactly um, yeah I mean he was I would say God was involved throughout that whole process like though like that rehearsal process we would before we did anything would always would always just say a nice little prayer we just knew like one thing that kept me going I knew I was like you wouldn't you wouldn't take me this far for me to like fail you know what I mean like mm -hmm. I feel like I felt like that whole week and I was like you have me here for a reason so let me like you know um just trust you fully throughout this whole process um so after I had that breakdown that Friday woke up high spirits the next day and everything like worked out so oh, that took that took majority of my time um for the most part um but yeah and then I did ETA which was excuse the arts of fly and I was already starting my second work um that I plan on presenting with my company called Zenith and um it was basically my senior project that got cut short because of COVID oh. um so I was kind of working on two processes at the same time during the time. Mm -hmm. um, so after I did that, then I finally got like a little pause, but I was just like teaching at different places. Um, but yeah. So um, you've been doing a lot of choreography lately and yeah. think what kind of messages do you want to give through your choreography or what kind what would you want the audience to come away with I mean I know it's different for every project but in yeah. general um would you want to yeah tell us what what would you want the audience to feel or to come away with after the show if I what comment could I say um that would be like oh yes that work accomplished its purpose <laughs> um I've I just want the audience to feel something like I what my I don't know what like I don't want the audience to feel a certain thing like I can push for moments where I feel like I want them to feel this but I want the audience to feel something like um then I'm trying to find another way to say that like uh for instance if you're watching it and you feel like wow this feels nostalgic or wow this actually makes me feel like um like it feels like a memory or it feels like just something because if you're if you feel something while you're watching it then it's it's doing like then it's doing something you know it's it's uh that's something to uh to um what's the word uh something to celebrate if like if your work is moving people in any way it doesn't have to be a like a certain way um but i just want one thing i try to do when i choreograph is um and try to physicalize emotion rather than um, perform emotion. So if like I'm angry of some sort, I try to physicalize anger with my movement quality and just try to find humanistic ways, try to be as human as possible on stage. So that way, whoever's watching 
isn't like, wow, these dancers are supernatural. They're out of this world, can't relate. And then they kind of cross their arms and like enjoy it. But what I try to do is try to like have somebody who's a non-dancer kind of like lean forward and be like, wait a minute, I've I've struggled like that before. Mm -hmm. You know, I've actually, I don't know what this feeling is, but I feel like I can I can relate um, to what's happening. So, so yeah, I've been I've been battling with this relatability thing. Um, Cause I have a lot, of, I have some experience in like concert dance and commercial dance. So I'm trying to find like this mesh um, because I think they both have a lot they can learn from each other. Like concert dance, right. Doesn't, doesn't take to account the audience don't really care. They'll, you do whatever you want on the stage. Right. And in commercial dance, it's like all audience. Like you're there to like make the, like entertain the audience. So I'm trying to find like this mesh where the audience feels like they're involved in what's happening um, or they have a connection with, with what's happening. Yeah, I think that um, most of the the performances that I remember most, like as an audience member, are the ones that made me, um, yeah, relate to something or feel something or or ask yeah. a question, or ask a question, and be like, oh wait, that kind of made me get a little philosophical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also like um, one thing I've I've been really adamant about is I remember my right before the pandemic last in, in 2020 it was during a KSU show they asked like uh it was like two of us like us this it was like two seniors or so to to speak to like some donors it was like in front of like then it was like a large group of people that came to watch like the show um that was like choreographed it was like by Ivan and like Lisa but and I was asked to speak and um, I just remember that day I was asked to talk about my dance journey and all of this stuff. And I remember that day I, 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 I wanted to say, like, first of all, I want to thank Jesus Christ for being my Lord and Savior. And I remember wanting to say that, but I never said that. And so after I was done, I felt horrible. I was like talking to my friend. I was like, I had an opportunity to basically like say what the truth is to a, a large group of people. And I completely blew it. I was just talking about how. I might like how about the show, the the rehearsal process, and I was like, I completely blew it. So, ever since then, I was like, anytime I have the opportunity to talk in front of a mass of people, I'm gonna say that. Mm -hmm. So, like for my for instance, for my show, before like the show went on, before I even said anything on the mic, before I even thanked the people for coming, I was like, I want to thank Jesus Christ, who's my Lord and Savior, for being here. Like consistently, like that's what I've. It's even for ETA, for excuse the arts, I, like got the mic first thing I said because I just felt so convicted I was like what am I what am I oh. <laughs> I'm not well, using my platform I think well I think God is giving you um a platform like you were dance magazines 25 oh. to watch <laughs> um oh, but yeah just talk about that a little bit as well I mean not more unpack the conviction part because I think I've noticed in my life that at first, I didn't want to be a, you know, a Christian dancer. I wanted to be yeah. a dancer who was a Christian. And mm -hmm. the more that I followed Jesus and the more I've um, just studied his word. And it's been like, oh, no, I can't I can't really separate these things. And I don't want to be, you know, I'm not going to be in your face. Be like, you have to believe in Jesus because ultimately yeah. that's, that's someone that's someone's decision between them and God. Like, that's not my decision. But yeah. talk about like what is our role as dancers who follow Jesus, being in a um, environment where 
some people don't share our beliefs, like how can we stand firm and um, engage in conversation without being, you know, condemning or um, judgmental or the things that people kind of stereotype Christians as? Yeah, it's, it's tough only because like what we believe can be like people can deem it as hurtful. Um, and so it's, it's, it's definitely hard. I, I would say um, because in a, in a space where it's like everything is supposed to be loving and accepting, but as soon as you say like what you think is the truth, you're then like pushed to the side about it, which is, which can be, it's not the easiest thing ever. Um, but I would just say like you, I would just say lead by example, like um, just always just thinking about like, like this is like cliche to say, but well, like what would Jesus do in moments? Like, and like he would, yes, he would like um, not condemn, but he would like, he would speak against, you know, not the truth or speak against like. Um, well, he said, I uh, am the truth. <laughs> yeah, I am the truth. Like he would, he would say, I am the truth. And he would like speak against lies. Like he wouldn't just expect, accept it. But he would also like, um, I don't want to say like, lead with love because it's like yes he would always lead with love but loving can in a way if me telling you that that's a lie is loving so it's yeah. like it's it was just fine it's just everybody's different and how they how they receive information so i'll just say just adjust it based off the person if it's a friend that you're really close with and you care about them then you would like sit down with them and have that conversation yeah. um but yeah i think just adjust how you approach um certain people based off their you know based off who they are, because there's certain people that if you approach them a certain way, they can be really closed off and mm -hmm. won't listen. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And I think, um, some things that I've learned, to, like being a good listener and mm -hmm. actually hearing people out rather than just coming back with the arguments that, you know, you've been taught or whatever. And then yeah. also realizing that when people ask questions, there's usually another question underneath the question that they're asking like kind of listen well and then also get to the heart of what someone is asking rather than just ask, answering the surface question mm. like the whole quick to listen slow to speak yeah yeah <laughs> um okay so just to in our last bit of time where do you see i have two more questions for you but where what do you see, um, what do you want to do with dance in the future? And um, where, yeah, that's my first question. What do you see, what do you want to do with dance in the future? Um, so, it's... Long-term, short-term, big dreams, <laughs> small dreams. Like, it's constantly growing for me. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I know, I know that dancing it's alone, like me performing on stage doesn't necessarily bring me fulfillment. Um, so right now I think I'm trying to figure out like exactly how you said, like, how do I glorify God fully in what I'm doing? Um, because, and yeah, me performing can be showing his glory, but like I am for me, I'm just trying to figure out what role do I play in this like dance world so that way I I am like I feel like I'm completely giving back to God for all he's done um so one of the things that I've always thought about is like my dad actually wants to he wants to build a church in Haiti and um 
he's always told me ever since I started dance, he was like, when I build my church in Haiti, I want you to go back there and teach them, you know, teach them how to dance. And I just always plays in the back of my head. I'm just like, what if like, that's what he wants me to do ultimately is go back to like my home country and just teach, you know, these kids, like everything I've learned because as a Haitian American, there's not a lot of us, especially a, a, a male Haitian dancer, not a lot of us that pursue dance, like parents, like, you know, your parents come from Haiti. They want you to be as, you know, they want to make sure that you're okay when they're no longer here. So they're like a, like a Haitian boy pursuing dance is like unheard of. So I definitely would go back to show that, um, yeah, to just give back in any way I can. Um, but like, I guess short term, um, you know, I want, I've officially, I've, I want to be able to have a company, which I do have a company. So check that off. That is <laughs> getting going. like funding, yeah. like uh, consistent funding. Cause I ultimately want to be able to be independent mm-hmm. and then dancing full time um, and be able to pay like dancers for their time for rehearsal and all that stuff. Like, and then for them to feel like they're a part of something um, and not something that's just like, uh, you know, every once in a while, like I want to be able to have like a set group of people that I could like create with and yeah. yeah. But cool. So last question, what would you yeah. tell um what would you tell younger dancers uh, who maybe who were where you were right when you started training um what encouragement would you give them especially if they want to follow Jesus and dance at the same time? Hmm. That's a good question. So like freshman year of high school, Dar. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I would say um, never, like one thing, one thing that I never did was um, don't like, uh, what's the word, adjust who you are or, or like, if you are like in a really good mood and you have high energy and you're just happy to be alive and you walk into a room and everybody's not there, don't like go down and feel like you also have to be there. Like always, always like, I don't want to say lead by example. Yes. Lead by example, but um, just always just like, if you like something that everybody else doesn't like, that's okay. Like if you're the only Jesus follower in the group, that's okay. Like, it's okay to be the oddball out. You don't have to conform to everyone around you. Um, always bring like energy is important then, and be willing to adjust, adapt, adapt. Like it's, it's so big because whatever you like, whenever you're like, this is what I have to do. This is what I will do. And you set it in your calendar, God may have a completely different plan for you. So just being able to like kind of hold life with a loose grip. It actually, I think it talks about that in Ecclesiastes um, about how if you hold life with a tight grip, it will like, this is it like, it like life is kind of like smoke that it like takes all different shapes and forms. So you holding life with a loose grip allows you to adapt for change and doesn't let you like hold on to something and think that it's like, this is what it is. Um, so yeah, just holding life with a loose grip, knowing that things can change and then, and being okay with change, um, I would say is the biggest thing. Um, but yeah. I think I think that's I think that's it I did a lot of like uh finessing I did I guess when I when I first started dancing Mm -hmm. I say finessing meaning like faking it till I make it like I because I would walk into a room with dancers who've been dancing for a long time 
So anytime the choreographer would give me something, I would immediately adjust it for my body, like just subconsciously, just like immediately. So just finding ways to do that with everyday life. Like if you're given something that's challenging or hard, immediately like make it your own, adjust it to work for yourself. Don't ever get hit by a wall and think like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Find ways to go under it, over it, sideways, break through it. Just like there's always another option if you're given a barrier, I would say. Thank you for listening to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. For more information about Bluebird Uncaged, including tickets for upcoming performances, joining our online community, or how you can get involved in future Bluebird projects, visit our website at bluebirduncaged.com.